1: I made it.
0: Hi. Hi.
1: Again. How are you? (laughs) I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay. I was doing a little reading while I was waiting for you to let me know you're ready to go.
0: Oh, yeah? And what are we reading right now? I'm still reading the uh,
1: third book in the Crescent City series. Okay. I'm I'm like 82% in.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't believe you actually stopped to record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gives well. more self-control than I do.
1: This is the only area I guess I have self-control. Yeah, I don't have self-control. So I, that those words are never attached to me. Ask anyone that knows me.
0: <laughs> what have you been doing besides uh, reading? Um, nothing. I've read so many books lately, so okay. I, I'm not doing much of anything else.
1: Well, I'm doing a lot of different things. It's exhausting. I'm tired. Ready yeah, for a nap. I
0: um. Oh, I'm always ready for a nap. I tend to do something for a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> and like this morning, I was trying to watch a movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. Or I watch TV, and then I end up playing on my phone, and I'm like, what's the point? If what's the point of even right. doing this? I could be reading.
1: I could be reading. That's hilarious. I tend to bounce around between projects as it is I was really mad because I finally I was working on this pattern for this dress it was super cute for this little doll and it's the top of it is satin and I sewed it and it didn't it didn't work right so I've tried so many times on this dress I just threw it to the side well actually I threw it in the pile of crap (laughs) I have on my gigantic crafting table and said uh, it'll get landslided and buried and I'll forget all about it because it was so much work
0: that sucks
1: yeah I was sewing two layers of ruffles with velvet and then organza and satin and (laughs) at one point didn't know it, but if you don't have the iron set at the proper temperature, it will burn a hole oh, no. through the, yeah, through right through the satin. I'm looking mm. at it going, is this thing going to catch on fire? Do I have to watch it now, make sure my house doesn't burn down? It's all trial and oh, error. God. Yeah, it's all trial and error. And now I'm trying to do that little crochet thing of that unicorn. We'll see what happens there. I- I've got the... Got the front legs done, I got the mane and the tail done, and right now I'm working on the body. I'm putting off the head as long as I can, because that's going to (laughs) be the real test of talent. Okay, well, I'm sure you can do it. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure... don't have any confidence I, in me
0: then i worry I'll, I'll let you down well i wouldn't even attempt it so you're 5 steps ahead of me
1: well yeah but i've been crocheting for 45 years so uh. i this should be a no brainer it should be done already stuffed and ready to give to some poor kid we well, need to go somewhere i need a i need what a do you little mean? day well i need to go out to lunch i need to go by the water I just want to go do something with you.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That doesn't involve pickled eyeballs or, you know, being up at one o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, well, if this weather would cooperate. Can weather's you been there's insane. At- there's actually sun outside. I'm like, oh my God.
1: But I think I would rather have a little bit of rain than the 90 degree weather where I'm stifled and stuck in the house. I stay in the house all the time. But when I'm forced to stay in the house because of heat, I really resent it.
0: But don't you stay in the house when it's raining?
1: Yes, but I love it. I'm all snuggly and I feel like I have a justified reason for staying in the house. It's raining. But I did go to group the other day when it was pour it was pouring on this side of the freeway. And as soon as I crossed over that freeway to the other side of town, the sun was out. So many people didn't show up mm. because of the rain. And I was like, oh, it's so weird that it's just only pouring on our side. That is weird. It's alright. I remember my mother's loving words. You're not made of sugar. You're not gonna melt. All those words of encouragement my mother gave me mm-hmm. made me the badass strong bitch I am today.
0: So we each read a different story. Do you want to go first or? No, you can go first. Okay, so we each picked different stories out of the XOXO, a steamy Valentine's Day romance anthology. Yes, because this is going to drop on Valentine's Day. So I had originally started reading the story Whirlwind of Whispers, but I really disliked the main male character. So I switched and I switched to Matched by Sherry L. Williams. And let me pull it up because I wanted to read the, the little tiny blurb that they had at the beginning of the story. One second. Of course, I wasn't prepared, even though I had a note in here that said, read the blurb. (laughs) Where is it?
1: Mr. Big has been ignoring me all morning and sleeping. The instant we start to do this, he comes in, he wants to play.
0: I don't even have this book downloaded anymore. I already returned it. (laughs) I'm going to die. That is so funny. Do you want me to open it and read it for you? No, it's fine. It's basically the blurb is just about a girl that's going on a speed dating event. Okay. So chapter one takes place on Valentine's Day in the evening. We have the female main character. Her name is June. She is at a speed dating event hosted by her BFF, Mia. Mm -hmm. She meets with a first guy. His name is Darren. He's a video game maker, which isn't really her thing, but she doesn't hate it. June is more of the sporty type. She's 31, and she's a hockey coach. And then the next guy that sits down immediately tells her that she is too young for him. And he likes older women who will take care of him. Oh, all right. And then the third guy that sits down, he's rude to the waiter, and so she... Tells him that she's basically done with him and she gets him kicked out of the speed dating event, which the interaction was kind of weird. And I felt like her freaking out on him for being rude to the waiter was extreme. Oh, God. But I mean, this happens on real first dates and it is a deal breaker for some people, I guess. And this is why I don't date. So bitter and disappointing. Well, there's a lot of reasons to not do it. So So after that guy gets kicked out of the event, there's an older and handsome man there, and he tells her that it was brilliantly done. And she gets a little flustered, and she kind of looks around, and as she's doing so, the guy kind of disappears on her. So she's kind of disappointed because she was actually interested in that guy, but she never had the speed dating like, five minutes or whatever it is with him. Okay. So then the next morning, June is getting coffee and breakfast, and she ends up running into that mystery man from the night before. Mm -hmm. They sit together, and they decide to have their speed dating talk then and there because he left that event in such a hurry. He ends up explaining to her that he left in such a hurry because he saw a woman named Stacy there, And that he, Stacy, and her husband had a threesome and it got awkward and he wanted to avoid them. He tells her this whole story before she even knows what his name is. Yeah, brother. Uh, Is that supposed to be intriguing that he had a three-way? I don't know. I mean, she didn't care, but I think some of the stuff in this story seems like it's just in there for the shock value. Like her having the guy kicked out from the speed dating event for being rude to the waiter. Oh. mm -hmm. So he finally does reveal that his name is Aramis. He's 41. He's a widow and a research scientist. And at the end of their coffee, they exchange numbers and part ways. It's the next day... So it's two days after Valentine's Day, and June and Aramis are going on a date. And at this point in the book, or the story, it did something weird that threw me off. It went from third person to first person, and I was like questioning everything about the story once I noticed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was like you have a real that's like, like a real button for you well it was literally just one sentence but i was so thrown off by it then i started oh, questioning what? everything i was like is her name even june like what's happening what? <laughs> <laughs> that is, so, was like, that's so really bad <laughs> yeah so um, that was like weird it only happened one time that i noticed but Anyway, so June and Aramis go to a speakeasy, which sounded kind of fun. Um, They end up kissing while they're at the table, and she calls him Ara, which is now her pet name for him for the rest of the story. And I absolutely hated it. I thought it was the stupidest pet name ever. (laughs) I don't know why she's shortening his name. So yeah, it's too hard to say his name. Each chapter in the story tells you the date and the time. So this was two days after valentine's day at 4 21 when they start going to the restaurant the speakeasy thing then the next chapter is the same day at 6 7 p.m so they apparently lasted one hour at dinner because now they've left the restaurant to go to his place and hook up (laughs) well people do these days yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, they're on my dinner schedule where they're apparently eating at like 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's definitely
0: my schedule. It's embarrassing. Yeah, and- I'm like, when did this happen? Yeah, I'm like, are speakeasy- speakeasies even open that early? No. In the evening? No, it probably doesn't open till 10 in the evening. But- right. Whatever. So they go back to his place, I think it is. They have sex. He uses a condom. It's all very like up front with the safe sex thing now it's seven o'clock that same day and apparently <laughs> aramis is what i'm calling thicker than a snicker and a short stack because <laughs> you don't normally see that in books no I you do it. it was just different. It's like, yeah that's different usually it's like they're so Among big us. hitting the cervix yeah <laughs> ow like, ow yeah
1: there's no so um, that. that
0: that was not the case here. And they end up spending the night together. And the next morning, she's woken up by a phone call. And it turns out that one of the call, she does a, college hockey, I think it is. So one of the college kids on her hockey team was in a car accident. That girl's name is actually Kara.
1: Oh, amazing. <laughs> Spelled the same way or not?
0: Yes, it was. Oh, actually. that is shocking. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she's the team's goalie. So June ends up leaving to go to the hospital to check on her and, you know, take care of that situation. So she doesn't end up seeing Aramis for a little while, but he does send her a bunch of snacks, which I appreciated. he's <laughs> so thoughtful he's keeping her fed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> most important. So now it's a day or two later, and he is at the ice rink with her, and they're kind of hanging out. He's checking out where she works. Then afterwards, they go to dinner at a Greek food restaurant. While they're at the restaurant, that girl Stacy and her husband now is there as well. End up being at the restaurant as well. And they come up to Aramis and June and introduce their date. Stacy says that she just wants to say hi. But then June goes off on her. Like, June is a bit of a hothead, to say the least, in this story. Oh, my gosh. It's very kind of bizarre. And Why would she go off on her? Is it because of the three-way thing? Yeah, she just basically goes off on her like, he doesn't want to talk to you, we're on a date, you're being rude because you're interrupting us, because she's like that Stacy kind of scurries away. I wouldn't
1: do but that on a date. I would expect him to do it if that it needed to be done.
0: This is just kind of her personality. She's got a hairpin trigger mm, temper okay. because she right. went off on the... Date that one time, and then she's d- done it a couple times in the story. Lovely. So they leave that Greek food restaurant. They go back to one of their places. They hook up again, and then afterwards, he feeds her a chicken sandwich, which I thought was really weird because it's literally two hours after they had dinner. But whatever. I guess that's their. <laughs> they eat a lot. Snack. <laughs> us. And so a couple days pass from that. He ends up meeting her entire hockey team, and the story ends with, they lived happily ever after. Well, that is boring as fuck.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. God, it pained me just to fucking listen to that story.
0: What about you? What did you think of uh, that story? I thought it was okay. It was really short. It was only like 50 pages, which was good. Mm-hmm. And I don't read a lot of short stories. So it wasn't like horrible. There were some bizarre parts, like the three something and the yelling constantly. Uh, otherwise, it was okay. And I would give it like maybe like two and a half or three wet panties. There were some, like, funny parts in there. Like, I don't really read short stories like that. Like, super short, 50-page stories. So, it was okay for what it was. What about your story? So,
1: my story is called Hearted by the Ogre. By... It's S-A-A-M. Is that still Sam? Sam? Maybe. King? I don't know. So... I have to say from the beginning of this book up until maybe 30 seconds ago, I read ogre as orc constantly oh my through God. the through the entire book. That's funny. I had to phonetically <laughs> <laughs> spell it out on a piece of paper in front of my face because I knew when this point came I was going to say orc. What the fuck is wrong with me? Okay. The list is endless. Let's not even go there. So (laughs) I did not, I don't even have it broken down by chapters. So this story was only about 45 pages long. It has to do with a girl named Cassandra, who is a refugee who lives in a kingdom that is a kingdom of ogres. And she grew up in the castle, and she's very familiar with the ogre family because her mother worked in the castle. So she grew up in the castle, and she knew the royal family. What's happening is the king and queen's son, whose name is Maximus, is taking over for the king. The king's going to retire, and he handed the kingdom over to his son to run because they want to go off and retire and have a life together. King and queen, everybody loves them. Everybody loves this whole family. And the king and queen are kind, generous people, and they care about Cassandra. And before they leave, the king says to her to please take care of his son. She's a human who escaped after a war With her family and came to live there. The king, they said, was at least three heads taller than her. So she's tiny. The son is also tall. They describe him as having white fangs uh, that shone against his moss green skin. So she keeps calling him your royal highness. He keeps telling her, just call me Max. I would prefer that you just call me Max. But she has a hard time because her mother raised her with, stay out of sight, you can't, they grew up together, but she wasn't, her mother didn't want her to play with him because they are royalty and she is just a mere human. And that is a theme that is repeated over and over and over in this story, that, you know, there's a huge divide between them because she's human and he is royalty. So she's good friend she has a very good position in the castle she's good friends with a woman named Vivian who is the cook Vivian keeps dropping hints about you know her Cassandra and Max bringing back memories to her she's very evasive when they say what do you mean or Cassandra says to her what do you mean she goes well you'll figure it out she's obviously very attracted to Max and Max is attracted to her, but because she has this mental block, she tells herself, oh, I can't feel this for him. You know, it's not appropriate. I've been in love with him for a long time. But of course, he's going to have to find a really good queen to marry, who's also an ogre. Anyway, he goes out of his way to be nice to her and try to talk to her. He, even at one point, while he's in the middle of a meeting with his ministry, says to her, why don't you just join us? Not only does he say, why don't you join us? She's thinking, I'm just a lowly servant. I can't interfere with this. He makes her not only join them, but sit in the queen's throne in the middle of the meeting. And she's thinking, what are you doing? I can't do this. This isn't appropriate. And so it's an ongoing back and forth. She, of course, has very intelligent contributions to make in the meeting. And everybody enjoys her being there, which I'm thinking, yeah, right. Next, we find (laughs) out that his birthday is coming up. So he feels like he doesn't have any friends. He asks her, you know, she goes to his room towards the end of the night and says, do you need anything before I go to bed for the night? And she said, your parents always had a habit of wanting tea for the end of the night, but because Max wants her to sit and speak, talk to him, he says, well, let's start that. Can you bring me some tea? So it starts very innocently with them sitting in his sitting room, drinking tea while he talks to her. And over and over again, we have to hear about how she wants to touch him and be near him, but it's not appropriate. So they have something coming up that's called Heart's Day, which is Valentine's Day, obviously. And he wants her to be his plus one to the parade they're going to have. She, of course, tells him it's not appropriate. I shouldn't be seen with you in public. The cook tells her you guys are both, you're stupid as dirt, (laughs) which was like the best (laughs) the best part of the book they start talking about you know who she's thinking who's he going to pick to be his queen and how am I going to deal with that he notices and he says what are you are, are you okay and she ends up telling him or asking him are there females that you're considering to be your queen and he says to her oh my females jealous she goes, I'm not jealous, and I'm not your female. So he's constantly telling her through the story. He says to her, you're the one, cast. You need to grow beyond our insecurities. We need to be together, that one day we will be. The story is just the back and forth, him Trying to tell her, I want you to be in my life, short of saying to her, I want you to be the queen. So if I were her, I would be thinking, oh, he wants me as a mistress, you know, because this can't Mm -hmm. work between us. They have one final push back and forth between the two of them before he's leaving for this parade. He's finally fed up with her. That she won't agree to go with him to the parade. He just picks her up and he takes her downstairs and puts her in their carriage. And he tells her, "Your (laughs) your place is by my side. I love you, Cass. So I love you so much. Of course, she can't stop crying. She tells him, I love you too. The people along the parade route are super happy and applauding. And he's like, look at the people, how happy they are. They're already planning our wedding. And she's like, wedding? And he's like, yeah, we're going to get married. Oh, wow. Okay. They end up getting married. They end up declaring their love for each other. Finally, he tells her we're going to get married next week. She's all next week. He's like, yes, I can't wait for you to be my queen. He ends up carrying her back. You know, they get back to the castle. He carries her upstairs, takes her into his bedroom, and he tells her, I've always wanted to be with you. She tells him, I've been in love with you for years. And he starts asking her, are you going to give yourself to me? Because we have to have consent, right? Mm -hmm. She ends up finally saying, yes, I give my consent to be with you. And there's page after page after page of them having sex. He finally tells her afterwards that I always knew you were my mate. And she gets really freezed. Yeah, she says, what do you mean? I'm your mate. And he tells her, why didn't you tell me? How is it possible? And he said, don't you know the history of my parents? My it turns out that his mother worked in the kitchen and the king was instantly in love with her. She apparently never knew this. And his mother and father became obviously married. They had Max or whatever. And so she says, well, why didn't you tell me if you knew that we were mates? And he tells her, because I wanted you to fall in love with me on your own. So he again tells her, you're going to marry me next week. And at this point, I stopped reading the story.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Was his mom a human or was his mom an ogre? Honestly, I don't even know.
1: I think she was an ogre. I don't remember. Okay. So, I did not like this book. I have a really hard, and this is my personal thing. I've always been this way. Even when you were a child, I wouldn't read you these fairy tale stories. I have a real issue with a woman meeting some prince or royalty and he rescues her and he's madly in love with her and she has all these self doubts. I don't like reading that kind of stuff. It's all bullshit. I give this zero panties. They don't even get a pair of panties.
0: Oh, wow. She sounds like a Cinderella story almost.
1: It is exactly a Cinderella story, which is something that I had in my notes. I don't mm-hmm. like Cinderella stories. I don't need a man rescuing the women. I like very strong women where they're more equals Yeah, than, you know, this kind of thing. I just thought a lot of it was ridiculous. It was too much back and forth, and it was only about 45 pages long. Oh, sorry.
0: No, it's fine. That does get really annoying when you're like, this story is so short. Why is there anything repeating? Right.
1: And for me, it's always, you know, why can't you just talk to each other? Why does there have to be all of this... He knew that she was the mate, but didn't want to tell her, you know, just freaking tell her.
0: Yeah, this sounds like they were supposed to be friends to lovers because they grew up together in the castle. And that's, you know, the trope that I hate the most because it's always the same thing. I'm not going to just be honest about my feelings or, you know, for her. She doesn't want to say that she likes him because she might lose her job or get kicked out of the castle, So the really
1: sad part is the only reason I picked this story is because I thought it was orcs. (laughs) 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 And it's not only are they not orcs, orcs are mentioned in the story, though, because he's considering opening trade with them. Not only are they not Mm. orcs, they, you know, it's a bad, to me, a bad story. So I don't recommend it. I don't know anything about the other stories in this book, but I don't know. Is this like the third time we've read an anthology? And I know- I think so. Two, I know for sure two of the three times I hated the story because one of them to me was about like bestiality
0: and I don't even remember the middle one. I mean, that's the good and bad thing about anthologies because they're a good way to Try a story from an author you've never read before because you're you are only reading like forty or fifty pages. So Mm -hmm. if you like it, you're like, okay, I'll read more by this author. And if you hate it, you're like, I didn't waste that much time.
1: Well, that's true. I I think maybe for a very a younger person that's just getting into it and believes this crap about the prince sweeping off your feet, this would be Mm -hmm. fine. But for me, who has a developed palate. I like to think when it comes to reading books, it's not for me. It's a much younger mm-hmm. crowd. I want a story, even if it's a short story. There have been very famous authors that have written short stories that were good. Of course, I can't think yeah. of one off the top of my head right now, but I know
0: there, <laughs> I know there are because I've read them. Okay, so what are you reading other than the Sarah J. Moss book? Anything? Oh, or no, my God. Not? Well,
1: this is the other thing. I'm reading this third Sarah J. Moss book right now, and it's pretty hard to compete mm-hmm. with her as far as I'm concerned. I'm not really reading anything. I was reading a T.S. Joyce book along with it because sometimes parts of this book get me so worked up. I can't even, I can't read it before I go to bed. It's, just too much besides the um house of flame and shadow i was reading t.s J- t.s joyce but i'm not really reading anything and i have to tell you this is going to be a very odd reference you're not going to probably know what i'm talking about but when i first started reading this uh house of flame and shadow it instantly because her books always make me like what the fuck is happening they put me on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. Reading this TS Joyce book, it reminded me of a scene out of a movie by Stanley Cooperidge that was named Clockwork Orange. Have you ever heard of that movie?
0: I have, but I've never seen it.
1: Okay, so let me give you a little history about this movie, a con- little condensed version. So the story of this mo- in this movie is that These guys are a bunch of thugs. They go around doing horrible things to people. They're really into violence. So part of his sentence when he gets busted is that they're going to use aversion therapy to get him to hate violence, to break him Mm -hmm. from the habit of being so violent. It's a very obscure, artsy film that they probably wouldn't even make nowadays because there's a rape scene in it and all all kinds of things. But so they start this with him. And one of the things they do to break him of this habit with the aversion therapy is they basically put him in a jacket, in a seat in a theater with a clamp around his head. So he can't turn his head and they use these prongs to open his eyelids and keep them open. So he Mm -hmm. is forced to watch scene after scene after scene of violence and horrible shit and it's it's (laughs) that is exactly what i felt like when i started reading this book i'm like i'm in Mm. that fucking straitjacket my eyes are plugging out of my head (laughs) and i can't look away i'm actually i even went online i got a picture i'm gonna send it to you maybe you want to put it on our instagram to convey my feelings about what it's like to read a Sarah J. Moss book because that's exactly what I know. I can't look away. I can't put it down. It's unbelievable. Yeah so that's what it was like for me. But it sounds to me like you've been reading a
0: crap ton of books. What have you been reading? I have actually. Well we took that week off from recording too and then I Took two days off of work so I could read House of Flame and Shadow uninterrupted,
1: which is hilarious. So I
0: read, yeah, I read that. I read Rescued by the Alien Vorking by Bella Blair, and Cold Attraction by Zoe Ashwood. That's oh, I love her for her orc series. This is actually a sci-fi alien romance series she has. So that was book one. Was it good? And it was okay. It was one of her older books. Oh. And um, it was all right. I might I might keep reading the series. I think there's only three books in this series. Okay. And then I read a book called Sins and Vengeance by Katarina Martinez. And I read The Immortal by Jenna Showalter. Oh my god, and... I did read a lot. Oh yeah, I'm not even done. So I, then I read ruthless vows by rebecca ross which i actually dnf'd at the halfway point because oh, it's wow. so boring oh. which yeah that was disappointing because that was book two in a duet mm. and i was really i really, really really liked book one but i just could not get into book two it was a huge miss for me oh, wow. and then i read uh kyron by alessa thorne Erebus by Alyssa Thorne oh and God. Persephone by Alyssa Thorne.
1: <laughs> and how what span
0: of time did you read all those books? And how many books is that? Nine, I think. And the when did the Sarah J. Moss book came out? Two weeks ago, I think it was almost. How did you read nine books in two weeks? How is that even possible? Do you have some voodoo magic that I don't know about? Uh, I don't know. I I mean, the Alessa Thorne books were not super long. And then like Ruthless Vows, I didn't finish it. But otherwise, yeah, I finished everything. I don't know. It's just what I do. (laughs) That's wow. That's crazy. Oh, and then I have a note that I wanted to mention that um, Found by the Shifter by Luna Wilder came out. And that is book two. Mm. from the episode we did a couple weeks ago episode 12 that was defended by the alpha i haven't read it but i downloaded it I it's did another too. like 75 page story by her i don't know why all her stories are so short but i'm sure i'll read it at some point yeah talk about polar opposite in the
1: sarah moss books are so friggin' long 500 to 600 mm-hmm. pages and then super short books but uh, yeah i downloaded that also thank you for reminding me about that book because i did download it as soon as you told me and it's in my queue i didn't want to rush through the sarah j moss book because one i only read at night you read all day long i read at night because i i'm too uh hyperactive to sit still and read and I wanted to savor that book because I waited so long for that book to come out, but I know my Mm -hmm. physical therapist also finished that book in two days. She loved her. In fact, she's, she showed me this drawing. She had an artist do for her. She's going to go. I gave her the name of our tattoo person, Nancy's name. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she showed it to me and it was really a cool, it's a, a nod to sarah j moss um that has different elements from her series in this tattoo that she's gonna get i can't wait to see it
0: okay cool
1: yeah so um other than that what do you have planned oh you're gonna be watching the super bowl
0: yes those are my Good plans read. for today
1: yeah i don't know yeah. what i'm gonna do today i i'm really frustrated because my hands hurt really really fucking bad And it's limiting Mm -hmm. me in the amount of time I can do shit. And it's really aggravating me because it's like, really, I'm home all day. I can't just sit and do nothing. I've been rubbing that, um, what's it called, cosmetic CBD lotion that my friend gave me because she has the same problem. I'm also staring at my Scotsman calendar I'm digmatized by this guy (laughs) for February. And there's a little thing that says, headed to the Highlands, save a horse, ride a Scott. I would ride this guy into oblivion. He is smoldering hot. That's hilarious. Oh, it's not hilarious. It's sad because I want to touch him. Oh, and then I I was looking at Instagram. I'm like all over the place. I apologize. That really built guy. What's his name? joel something on instagram and his wife you know they are they post all those things the guy that was spanking the beam into place that looks like a cowboy i'm like oh my god this guy is so hot and so there's a video of her uh, or an instagram post which was hilarious of her videotaping the him and his buds that do this thing And they're fucking up a little here and there. And she's laughing the entire time. And I posted a comment. Yeah, I'd be laughing too if I knew that guy was coming home with me. And I could run my tongue all over his body. (laughs) Because people are like, oh, I love her laugh. You know, that were their comments. I love her laugh. She's having so much fun. I'm like, yeah, I'd be
0: laughing too, bitch. What's the name of it? I just saw a commercial for it. But it's Henry Cavill. And he's doing a high... I think it's called The Highlander. He's doing a new movie where he's playing Highlander. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't find the... I'll have to find it and send it to you. I can't find the... uh, the On Instagram. I can't remember where I saw it. He is like the perfect male
1: specimen. Jesus Christ. He's so freaking handsome.
0: Do we even have a Um. book lined up for our next... Yes, we do. So I was actually just going to announce it. The next book is "Fastening the Grave" by L. A. McBride. Okay, hold on, Angel, I'm coming. Angel's
1: barking to go out and go to the bathroom. Fastening oh, fine, the grave. Me.
0: Okay, I'm writing that. Yeah, down. I know. I, have I don't to know lip. what that means, but all right, that's what we picked. Okay. So
1: well, I'm not going to start it right. until I
0: finish this. Uh, this endless book i'm reading oh yeah it's long it's like 900 pages long almost i think
1: yeah and i can't wait to talk to you about it because i have comments but i'm not commenting on our podcast because i don't want to ruin anything for anybody
0: yeah okay well yeah let me know when you're done with it and i'll i'll try to remember what happened (laughs) (laughs) all right okay thank you all right have fun today all right. Thanks. I will be a lot right, of screaming. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye <laughs> honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.